Welcome to Success Grid, the place for sharing entrepreneurial stories, knowledge, and wisdom to educate and inspire you to always strive to raise your standards in your business and your life. With your host, Hussein Talib. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Success Grid podcast with your host, Hussein Talib. Today, in this episode, it's going to be awesome. We are going to be talking about results. Peter Joseph is the director of Peak Human Capital. He is a leader in the fields of organizational development and personal development and has guided individuals and corporate clients to successful achievement of their most important goals for the last 15 years. Peter's unique approach, practice, accelerated clients' results and their ability to sustain them by blending mindset development with practical systems. And he is also the author of Managing Performance for Results, a four-phase approach. Peter, welcome to the grid. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Awesome, awesome to have you here. So, Peter, first, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, your story. Yeah, sure. So um, I'll give you the the condensed version right now. If you want to know more, let me know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But essentially, uh, companies and individuals hire me to come in and put systems in place and do mindset change so they can get the big results that they really want. So in a nutshell, that's what I do for individuals and for corporations. Mm-hmm. So, so let's go from there. You, you were talking about mindset shifts. So what yeah. exactly do you mean by that mindset shifts? Good question. So what I have noticed in my own life, my own performance, my own career, uh, and what I've also noticed in working with so many Fortune 500 companies what individuals and organizations tend to do is one, they want to get bigger results than they're getting. The number two, what they usually do is they map out a plan and they focus just on the tasks that they need to accomplish Mm -hmm. to get that result. And to be honest, most of them fail to get the result they really want. Mm -hmm. So over the years that always puzzled me, you know, why is it that they're failing or why is it that they're getting close to the result that they want or even achieving it and then not sustaining it? Suddenly they they crash and burn and everything drops off. And what I've learned over over the years, and it seems pretty obvious now to me, but it took years to really figure it out. If they don't change on the inside, whether it's organ, an organization or individuals, whether they're, uh, if there's no change on the inside, the outside results are always going to match mm. what's on the inside. So let's say an organization or an individual has an idea that Uh, the goal they really want is too big. That's usually, which is not true, but that's usually where they start. First thing is, oh, I can't achieve that goal. Let me think smaller. Mm. Second thing that usually happens is they will think of themselves as, oh, we're not the kind of organization or I'm not really the kind of individual that can do this. This is probably going to be hard. So many people fail in doing this, but I'm going to soldier on and I'm going to try to find the 10 magic steps Maybe I'll find them in a book or somebody wise will share them with me. And I'm going to force myself to take those actions to get the result. Then when they don't get the result, they say, oh, this plan doesn't work or this approach doesn't work. There's no way for me to get to the big goal that I really want to achieve. And what they're not realizing is on the inside, 
the organization thinking of itself as not the kind of organization that can get those results or the individual thinking of themselves as not really the type of individual that can get those results. Mm. Their mindset is geared to the results they're currently getting. And the bottom line is they're not going to get bigger results until the mindset changes on the inside. Results always match the yeah. mindset on the inside. Yeah. So are we here talking about, for example, for the unconscious mind? Because like we're putting a plan on paper, and but in the back of your head, not telling the world that, oh, yeah, we have it on paper, but actually it's not going to work out because it's a big goal. Though you should, you should also always strive to achieve big goals because maybe you will achieve them even if you didn't achieve them you will know maybe some paths to achieving them because also if you set a small goal for an individual or a corporate we all know most of the time that you are going to achieve it because you have probably done it in the past (laughs) yeah right and that that would be the wrong kind of goal to set for sure You know, so I'll use myself as an example. And then if it's okay with you, let's go a little bit further into this because you're you're hitting on something vitally important. So my story is like a lot of other people's stories. You know, I was born into a family, you know, you're born where you're born. You get the parents that you get. I had very good parents, but like a lot of parents, very middle class, I was programmed on the inside, which seeped into my subconscious, go to school, do your best get good grades, go to college, get a job in a corporation, work your way up to a six-figure leadership position, scrimp and save for retirement, retire, and sit on a porch with a rocking chair until you (laughs) die, right? And that's success. Boy, you made it if you can do that right? Never quit, never questioned it. But what happened like with, and that's not bad necessarily. It's not necessarily bad, but what happened for me, like a lot of people, I did that. And for some reason I wasn't happy. Mm. And I thought to myself, why am I not happy? I've got a six figure job. I was a director at a very famous uh, media company, a very famous newspaper in Washington, DC, six figure income, whole office, the whole nine yards. And I can remember thinking to myself at random times during the day, I remember walking, you know, to my office after a meeting, looking down, seeing my shiny black dress shoes on the carpet. And a thought would come to me, I'm done with this, I want more. And I'd almost have to slap myself out of it and go, no, you, you've achieved what everybody says you're supposed to achieve. But I knew there was something more that I wanted. Mm. And what happened with me was I kept pushing that down because as you mentioned earlier, subconsciously, I didn't, I saw myself as you're this corporate guy that makes a hundred and whatever thousand dollars a year. And that's who you are. So I wasn't even thinking bigger. And at one point, a friend of mine said to me, you are so good at what you do in this organization. I did all of the people systems, selection and hiring, performance management, succession planning, corporate training, leadership development. I had a friend that said, you're so good at this. Why don't you start your own consulting business? Mm-hmm. Which so, sounds so like a great idea. The point for you. It, it, it was the beginning of the turning point, but I, I, immediately squashed that idea. Why? Because of what you said earlier, who I was on the inside didn't match an entrepreneur Mm. 
that would start his or her own business. I was terrified. And I thought, I can't do that. There's too much risk. I didn't do it. It went on and on and on. I wasn't happy. And one day, my boss, I had a very difficult boss. He was mm. very, very difficult. And one day, he called me in. And he said to me that he wanted to replace me, which was a total shock. And I remember he said, you are brilliant at what you do. You get the best results of any of my direct reports. But Peter, you're not tough enough. I want somebody who's more, manages more like this and says, I'm the boss. And I say, and that's just inherently not me, Mm -hmm. right? So it wasn't a performance thing. It was more of a personality thing. And I was stunned. And I remember he said to me, I'm basically sunk if you don't stay for a year. We had a big project. He said, I I, I desperately need you for a year because you're so good. So why don't you stay for a year while I find your replacement? It was very confusing. So so he basically told you that he has issues with your personality, probably. I I wasn't tough enough. Not tough enough on people or certain things or project or clients with them. But at the same time, he basically picked you to stay for a year. Oh, yeah, because my, my performance, my results were amazing. And he said, you know, I, I, I desperately need you. And to be honest, he, he, he gave me a lot of money to stay. Yeah, he said, of look, course. I need you. Here's a whole bunch of money. If you'll just stay, don't tell anybody, etc." <laughs> that really was the turning point mm. because I was devastated. I mean, I was absolutely devastated. My whole worldview and how I thought of myself, I did all the right things. I went to school. I got good grades. I got a master's degree. I got into a corporation. I worked my way up. I got the six-figure job. Mm-hmm. I was performing well. This isn't supposed to happen. Yeah, he was like pulling you from each hand aside, uh, something. Yeah, like it, it just completely, my worldview just kind of imploded. And I remember in the beginning, I got so depressed. I can share this with people. I had about an hour drive home from work every day. And I was in traffic on the highway and I was just devastated. I said, I'm not good enough. I gave 150%. I'm getting amazing results. And I'm still, it's me he doesn't like. I'm not good enough. And I decided, honestly, in in a moment that I was going to end my life. I remember opening the car door at, you know, 60 miles per hour on the highway. I remember the car saying, door is open. And I remember looking down and seeing the pavement going by. And I said, okay, this is it. If I just take off my seatbelt, and jump out of this car, all this pain is going to go away. And I was this close to doing that. And then I said to myself, but then my family is going to be devastated. And what's going to happen to this car? It could kill somebody. And I said, I can't do that to other people. I better, I better figure this out. Mm-hmm. And that's where my quest started to figure out why is it that I went on this career path that I thought was what I wanted, but really wasn't that I was not very happy in. Mm. And why is it that what I realized I wanted to do starting my own business and scaling that way beyond anything I could do corporate? Why is it that I wasn't aware of that and I wasn't doing it? Mm. And that started the quest. And so what I've learned, you, you touched on one of the most important things, you know, there's really, there's really three steps here. One, as you just mentioned, is having the right goal, whether you're an individual or an organization. Mm. Number two is having and developing the right mindset, including your self-image and your habits of thought that match that goal. Mm. 
And three is to just have a system in place to do that consistently. And those three things are important, whether it's an individual or an organization. So let's talk about that. You had mentioned that most people and most organizations, the fundamentals of starting the goal, that most of them never even set the right goals. They set an easy goal that they think they could achieve. Because because they they know like we are going to achieve, but the problem is if you keep doing that, you will get the same results that you always got. Exactly. And what I have found in my own experience is sometimes you start getting lower and lower results because Mm -hmm. that goal, there's no growth. It's not inspiring. You just start basically phoning it in. Right. (laughs) So there are there are three types of goals and most people don't realize there's three types of goals. And I'm going to give a spoiler alert here. There's only one type of goal that you want to set of the three. All right. So The first type is called the type A goal. And I think this is the one you were referring to. So a type A goal, you already know how to do it and you've done it before. So the example I like to use is, um, I'll I'll use myself as an example and I'll use buying a car, okay? I I have a car that's now, I love my car. I have a Honda CRV. It's about seven years old now. So I'm looking at new cars now. It's gonna be time to replace it in the next year or so. So I could go out and get another Honda CRV, <laughs> pretty much exactly like the one I have now. That would be called a type A goal. I've already gotten a Honda CRV brand new. I already already been there, done that, know how to do it. There's no growth in it, right? Yeah. Doesn't mean I shouldn't get the Honda CRV if I like it, but I'm not going to consider that a goal, a worthy goal. Okay, so that's type A. Type B goal, and this is what most people do, and it's poison. Mm. Type B goal is I'm going to just do something incrementally better than I'm doing now. Let me see if I can earn 5% more or 10% more, uh, do 5 or 10% better than I'm doing right now. And that's very dangerous because that's maybe not something you've done before, but it's a goal that you can already map out from A to Z how you're going to do it. It's like, yeah, I think I can do this. Yep, I can map out the plan for it. It's a little better than I'm doing now, so it's not very inspiring. Mm. And eh, if I don't hit that goal, it's not going to be that hard to achieve it. Yeah, and if you don't achieve it, it's no, it's no loss. It's no big deal because Mm. eh, it's only a little bit better than you were doing now. Mm. So those goals tend to just get lost and disappear, and organizations and individuals tend to let those go for those reasons, and they don't achieve them. Now, if you're ready, this is the type of goal I always push my organizational and individual clients to achieve. We are waiting for this one. This is the most important type of goals. Critical. This is called the type C goal, and it's the only type of goal an organization or an individual should set. The type C goal has four characteristics. So number one, you've never done it before. Number two, you have absolutely no idea how to do it. (laughs) Number three, and very importantly, it's your fantasy. It's what you really and truly deep down in your deepest secret place. It's what you really want. And number four, it scares you. Even if you think about it. (laughs) Yeah, if you have all four of those things, right? It's you've never done it before. You have no idea how to do it. It's your fantasy. It's what you really want. And it scares you. Congratulations. 
that's a worthy goal. And what most people don't realize, usually what people will do, they'll think of that goal and they'll immediately make the mistake of going to, oh, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) Oh, how am I going to do that? Yeah, exactly. And they they think because they don't know how to do it, that they can't do it. And then they squash it right away and go back to an A type or B type goal. The, the, the magic thing to remember here, whether it's an individual or an organization, you don't have to know how to do it. Yeah, exactly. And in fact, if you already know how to do it, it's, it's not a worthy goal. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, so the next piece of that is how do you get to the point where you figure out how to do it? And this is sort of the alchemy. It's all about your mindset, right? So if let's say I'm an individual that thinks of myself as a Honda CRV kind of guy, you know, what's that about a $30,000 US car that's pretty nicely equipped. And that's what I'm, I think of myself. Okay, the car I really want is a Tesla Model X. It's about $85,000, right? But to get the Tesla Model X, A, I have to run it through the, the, um, the test to see if it's a C-type goal. Have I done it before? No. Um, do I know how to do it right at this moment? No. Three, is it what I really want? Yes. Four, does it scare me? Mm, a, a little bit. It does a little bit. I'm thinking, ooh, that's really an upgrade and that's $85,000 that I'm going to have to spend. So there's a, there's a little bit of that, mm, yeah. should I do it, yeah. right? So we'll call that, we can for now, just for example, call that a C-type goal. Now, here's the thing. If I think of myself as I only drive cars like a Honda CRV, uh, I can only afford to spend $30,000. Um, where am I going to get $85,000 right now? Where am I? If I start thinking that and that's my mindset, hmm. this is limiting, quantum yeah, physics. Here you are talking about limiting beliefs. Uh, yeah, but it's all frequency, right? So I think of it like a, a radio station. <laughs> Honda CRV is down here at 85 a.m. And the Tesla I want maybe is up here at 105 FM. Mm. If my mindset and the frequency of my thoughts and beliefs about myself and myself having that car stay here on Honda CRV 85 a.m. frequency, the, the way to get the Tesla at 106 FM frequency is I'm not going to receive how to get it. Yeah. So what I need to do is to have a system in place. And this is what I help my individual and organizational clients do. I need to have a system in place that allows me to reprogram how I'm thinking of myself Mm, or as an organization, how all of us in the organization are thinking of ourselves in the organization with repetition so that the, the radio dial changes to, let's From say, AM, 106 AM, yeah. FM, where the, where the Tesla is. Once I'm on the same frequency inside and I'm maintaining that for, for what I want, in this case, the Tesla, all the things I need are going to start coming to me. Mm. I'm going to have a, uh, in fact, it recently did happen to me. I sat next to somebody on an airplane who works for Tesla and gave <laughs> me their card. It's, it's, not a, it's not a coincidence. And said, you know, call this number and then, you know, I can hook you up with somebody in your area who blah, blah, blah. I'm seeing them all over the place now. Yeah. I'm parking next to them, right? But it's a matter of getting on that frequency and the way, the ideas, the circumstances, the people, energy attracts like energy. You start attracting what it is yeah. that you need. 
but it's got to start with the inside, right? If I just say in my Honda CRV mentality, I'm going to go out and try to find a way to make this Tesla happen. It's, it's not likely to happen. And if it does, I'm not likely to, to sustain it and enjoy it. So, so the secret to, to achievement, big results is like start from type C goals yeah. and have these four conditions. This is how someone can actually start achieving or basically the secret to achieving high results and not going again and again over with type A or B goals that we already know how to do, already how to achieve or already how we already done before over and over and over again, right? Exactly. If you do that, you, you stay in the same mindset or yeah. the same yeah. mental frequency. And this is this is why a lot of people results. set and this is why a lot of people settle for the lives that they already have and does not get beyond what they actually maybe dream of or these kinds exactly. of things. And the same in organizations. And you used the perfect word settle. Mm, mm-hmm. And here's the thing, Hussein, a lot of people don't realize that they are settling. Yeah. So oh, I have yeah. I have clients all the time. In fact, I've I've never had a client who was thinking big enough in the beginning. Mm. Most of my clients, corporate or individual, will come to me when we're starting to work on the C type goal. And what they'll come up with is really a type B goal, because that's what they're conditioned to do. They'll get something that's maybe just a little little bit more than they're doing right now and they'll think that's a c-type goal Mm. and it really takes some time and some reflection to essentially sit and imagine and fantasize and come up with what you really want without shooting it by saying oh well i I don't know let me put that out of my mind i don't know how i'm going to do that that's too no 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 no. you don't have to know how to do it in fact you shouldn't know how to do it So, so, so do you think like, for example, the big achievers, uh, does their routine, whether it's their morning routine or their routine during the day has something to do with, uh, with their big achievements? Absolutely. And you've touched on the next thing. So it's not enough to set the goal and then to just once or twice think of this mindset. And this is what I spend months working with clients individually and organizationally on. The the number one thing to start out with, and this is where you have to have the system in place. And the system is based on repetition, spaced repetition over time, Mm. right? So the mistake a lot of organizations and individuals make is, okay, we've set this big goal, we've had a meeting or we've sat by ourselves and we've, we've sort of gotten this idea of what we want and that feels really good. Okay, we're done. Back to business as usual. It, and it doesn't work that way. It's got to be spaced repetition over time. So the first thing is writing down that goal. Most people don't even, A, they don't have a goal. And, and of the small percentage of people that have a clear goal, almost none of them have it written down. So whether it's an organization or an individual, I say write it down. And what I use, particularly with my individual clients, is something called a goal card. Mm. And I kind of hold this up here. Okay, so this goal card has a space on the back to write, it's kind of hard to see, but Mm. to write the date in which you you project that you'd want to achieve this goal, and you write out the goal. And the goal, I like to start with, I'm so, with a positive energy, I'm so happy and grateful now that, I'll use mine, one of mine, 
Uh, let's see. I'm so happy and grateful now that I am driving a beautiful new Tesla Model X with ease, joy, and fun. You know, something like that mm -hmm. I would write down. An eight-year-old child should be able to read this and understand it immediately. It's got to be that simple, right? Yeah. And I would put the date on it where I want to do this. Now, if you don't make the date, you don't make the date, you just change it, but you want to have a point in the future in mind. And for an yeah. individual, I recommend- yeah. That's very important because some people, uh, I actually watched one of Brian Tracy's videos someday, and he was talking about set, always set a deadline. And if you don't set a and if you don't achieve the goal by the deadline, it's okay to set a new deadline. It's not like, Absolutely. yeah, the deadline is here. Oh, this project or this goal is we don't want it anymore. <laughs> set just simply set a new deadline, right? Exactly. Yeah, there's something called the law of gestation. Mm. For a human being in the womb, it's nine months. For a tomato seed to grow tomatoes, it's whatever that is. For a, a corn seed, it's what, and it's set. With our goals, we, we don't know exactly what that gestation period is going to be because the goals are unique to each person. There's yeah. what, almost yeah. 8 billion people on the planet, and there's going to be 8 billion gestation periods for 8 billion goals. Yeah. So you make your best guess. And if you didn't get it right, you're absolutely right. You just you just set a new date and you keep going. Mm. The key is on this goal card, I carry mine in my pocket. And in fact, I have, I like to, you can laminate it. I have a little, little plastic covers I put it in. Carry that in my pocket and review it. First mm. thing in the morning when, when, when you wake up, take out that goal card, review the goal card, do it at night, go to sleep on it. It's the last thing you're thinking about before you go to sleep. Mm. And whenever you have a moment during the day, you're so, standing in line yeah. at the store, etc. Cool. So especially yeah. this one, uh, uh, when you wake up and when you sleep, because I read like, because you know, when we sleep, you have certain dreams and the, the mind is, is still working. Like we are sleeping, exactly. but the mind is still working. So when you read it maybe yeah. for once or twice quickly before you sleep, yeah. the mind starts putting things inside itself maybe mm -hmm. right so it will maybe yes. set you up for more to to maybe want to work harder or do more or uh, yeah. discover some new sources or resources to achieve your goal exactly because yeah. what yeah. happens is our conscious minds tend to be the minds that tend to limit us the subconscious mind is wide open and it can't reject anything the subconscious mind is going to take in whatever you give it and it's going to assume that it's real because it can't mm. tell the difference, exactly. right? So you are, abs you are absolutely right. Mm. When we sleep, the subconscious mind shuts down and the conscious mind, which is always on, but now it, it really takes over and it's going to run with while we sleep, whatever we last put in it mm. is what it's going to expand while we sleep. Now, would you like to go even a little bit deeper? Mm. Yeah. So there's another piece to that. Now, another mistake that I see people make sometimes is they will just read what's on the card and they stick with the words. Oh, okay. The words don't do anything by themselves. Yeah, the exactly. words are a vehicle to get into the feeling of what it is that you want, the feeling of what's on the card here, right? So when I'm reading this a few times, I also recommend writing it out. I usually write mine out 20 times a day at least. Oh, yeah. But whether you are reciting it or writing it out, I like to do both. 
all you're really doing is slowing down the mind, is slowing it down. And you want to get to the point where you're imagining, where you're feeling it. So in my example with the Tesla, it's white. It's got the aluminum, beautiful wheels. It's got a white uh, vegan leather interior with black trim. It's got six seats on the inside. I, I'm in that car. So, okay, so I'll do it right now. Mm. So I'm so happy and grateful now that I am easily, effortlessly, and joyfully driving a beautiful white Tesla Model X with ease, joy, and fun. Okay, so I'm repeating that to myself. Now, I've got my eyes closed. I'm doing it right now. I'm in the Tesla right now, and it's great. And my hands are on the steering wheel, and it's really silent because it's electric. So it's got this smooth ride, and people are looking at me, and I'm waving at them because they love my beautiful car. And now I'm, I've parked the car, and the gullwing doors open up, and I step out, and I close the car, and I'm turning around, I'm looking at it in the parking lot, et cetera, right? So that sounds silly to a lot of people, but you want to get to the point where yeah. you're imagining it, you're feeling it as if it were real now. It's like being in a movie where you have the thing you want and you're the star of the movie. I'm not in the movie in my mind watching. It's not like I'm sitting here eating popcorn, watching myself in the car. No, no, no. I'm in the movie. And I'm you in, are the car. in the Yeah, you're doing the role. Yeah. And so it's, it's getting to that feeling, right? So whether it's reciting the goal card or writing, and I recommend both, those are just vehicles to get you into the state of mind where you are feeling this as if it's real now. And you only have to hold that feeling for a minute or so at a mm. time. And then, you know, right now you can let it go. Yeah. What happens, going back to that radio analogy, yeah. I'm now taking my frequency from Honda CRV, which is a beautiful car. I love my Honda. I'm probably going to keep it because it's paid for. I'll have two cars. <laughs> and I'm raising my frequency to white pearl, white Tesla Model X. And that, that's why I'm starting to sit next to people that work for Tesla. And I'm starting to get all of these, these ideas and circumstances that are aligned with getting the car. Mm. Okay, that's, that's a small example um, mm. for getting a car, but that same principle works for, oh, it's for, uh, for, for mostly everything. So this, yeah. uh, these kind of things you were talking about, and you mentioned energy previously. So yeah. how, 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 how energy is related to that? And what do you think that drains people's energies that they should oh. stay away from? Yeah, really, really good question. So what does energy have to do with it? 100% everything, right? It's quantum physics, if you think about it. Smart guys like Albert Einstein have told us that energy attracts like energy. So let me answer the first part of your question about the energy, and then we'll get to, to what sometimes drains people's energies and how to get around that. Yeah. So the first thing that is really, really important. Again, the concept of quantum physics, energy attracts like energy. Before I could even start thinking about getting the Tesla, I had to think about who am I as a person? Mm. Am I an $85,000 Tesla driver when I've been programmed that that's, you know, in my mind initially, that's way too much money to spend on a car. Why I hear my father talking to me, you know, my, my mother talking to me and blah, blah, blah. no, why would you spend money on that? You know what you could do with $85,000. So there's that, right. Which is an energy drain to begin with. Mm. So the first thing was I have to, and this is part of what I do also for all of my goals, 
who do I have to be on the inside? How do I have to think of myself to get that, to have that car? How would I carry myself? How would I be speaking? What kind of, I'm a, I'm a successful business leader with clients all over the world earning, you know, X number of dollars and easily, you know, enjoying things like this car I want. You know, I had to have to become that, still working on that, become, become that on the inside first. Mm. Who do I have to be? And then that same writing it out, having the goal card and imagination exercise we just did, doing that for being that successful entrepreneur, you know, with the seven-figure income that's easily and effortlessly enjoying the Tesla Model X and, you know, what am I wearing while I'm driving it and all that. It's creating that on the inside first mm. because our results are never going to exceed the self-image that we have on the inside. Yeah. So, Just so the results that we want is going to be reflected on the things that we see inside of us, like you mentioned earlier. Exactly. Yeah. And that will come to the outside and be, and be visible. Exactly. You're never, none of us are ever going to, in terms of our results, exceed our self-image. Mm, cool. So okay. you've got to rebuild the self-image and that never ends because as soon as you get the, the big goal that you want, you'll be happy for a couple of days <laughs> and then, and you'll be, that'd be great. But then you're going to start thinking, Ooh, this is great. But now what I want yeah. next yeah. is, yeah. so this is never, pardon me, never ending. Mm, yeah. So we are always in general, in general people are <laughs> seeking organisms, uh, Yes. Right. So we do want yeah. to achieve more and more. So this is yes. why you see, like, uh, for example, uh, the the Elon Musk's or these kind of things or yeah. uh, Jeff Bezos. They went and built companies, and they now want to go uh, to space, and they want to go beyond the moon and Mars and whatever. So yeah. they, they they want to get higher and higher uh, goals and bigger goals. Yeah, exactly. You, it's okay to be content with where you are and happy with where you are, but never satisfied. Mm. Because as human beings, we are designed to expand and grow and grow. So you're always adjusting your self-image to match the next goal that you want. And if you think of an Elon Musk or a Jeff Bezos, people of that sort, boy, look at their self-image. They have system, you know, and you think that most of them started with very humble beginnings. Jeff Bezos started Amazon, I think, in his garage. Yeah. I think if I'm remembering right, his desk was like an old door on a couple of sawhorses, you know, and in the 90s, not that long ago, and he built it into what it is now. But I guarantee you, whether he did it consciously or was just unconsciously competent, he first got an image of himself being the kind of person that could get that result. Mm. And then he had an image of himself being the kind of person that can get the next big result. And then the next and the next and the next. And then the habit starts to build where it becomes easier and easier to yeah. just develop exactly. the self-image that matches the next um, bit of growth that you want. Mm. Now, the next thing you asked me, I don't want to, to lose sight of this, is what is it that drains people's energy? And the way I see it, um, there's a couple of, of main things that do that. I think the first thing is that people take in a lot of garbage unconsciously in their, in their minds. Yeah. So we look at uh, what are 
a lot of well-meaning people that love us, but you know, they don't know this. So if they don't know it, they can't teach it to us. Yeah. People that say, well, how are you going to do that? Well, why would you spend that much on a Tesla? Well, how are you going to make seven figures? No, nobody in our family does that. Yep. People in our family are overweight. So you're going to yeah. be overweight too. And then CNN and the news and mm. Fox news and, and, you know, the media and all this stuff is bombarded into our minds if we just take all of that in and, and let that come in, that's going to start draining energy. It's going to say the world's difficult. You're probably not going to succeed. This is Go sit down, watch TV, Netflix, and eat pizza. The, the thing, the thing that's not a, not a bad idea short-term maybe, but <laughs> the thing is to do, I'll, I'll put it this way. Um, it's a matter of being selective about what's coming in. I don't watch a lot of news. If something important happens, I'm going to hear about it and then I'll go take a look at it, mm. right? Um, or I might really quickly, when I go on my phone first thing in the morning, I might see a couple of headlines just to kind of get a sense of what's going on. I personally don't wallow in that because it's going to drain my energy, right? Mm. It's going to pull me off of what I want to create. And everything that we bring into our lives, whether we realize it or not, It's not because of things in the world around us. It's because of what we take in energetically and are the belief systems we develop and the frequency that puts us on attracts more of that. And if billions of people in the world are individually looking at what's going on and, and allowing that in and attracting more of that energy to themselves, it doesn't mean the world is a bad place. Yeah. It means a whole bunch of people collectively are creating that experience for themselves and they don't have to. So the first thing to avoid the energy drain is to be selective about what we let in. Exactly. Our conscious mind can accept ideas and thoughts. It can reject ideas and thoughts and it can originate new ideas and thoughts. So what I always tell clients is the things that come in that match from the outside that match the result you want. I'll use my example. Anything that comes in that supports how easy it will be for me to get that Tesla that I want. Hmm. Sure, I'm going to let that in. That's going to help me. Anything that contradicts it and tells me it's going to be difficult or hard or this yeah, or yeah. that. I literally, when once I hear something or that thought comes in, I literally will say, no, no, no. And sometimes I'll go, go away. <laughs> Even physically. Yeah. No, 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 no. Go Out. Away. Yeah. You can you can stop it right there. And when we're writing the goal card or reading the goal card or writing out the goal several times a day, as I mentioned, I try to shoot for at least 20 to get into that mindset. In that case, what we're doing is reprogramming the subconscious mind with we're originating new ideas, first of all, mm -hmm. and with repetition over time, over time, over time, over time, deliberately the new idea of the goal, in my case, the Tesla, that starts to get programmed into my subconscious. Mm. And here's the thing, whatever's programmed into the subconscious, all of our actions come from what's programmed into the subconscious. And when we take those right actions now that are programmed into the subconscious that support the goal, when we then take those, those actions that become automatic, then we get the result that matches those actions. Mm. You know, a lot of people think it's willpower and it's not, mm. you know, you can say, let's switch to another goal, fitness. 
you know, let's say somebody wants to lose so, 20 so, pounds. So, so it's not, so willpower has nothing to do with, with that. It's, it's, it's like, not kind of yeah. like, maybe it will be like the first step into the door. That's it. And then you have well, to work it. Willpower is not going to overcome whatever you have in your subconscious mind. Because we sometimes think, oh, all the actions that I take and the results I get are just from having the idea in my mind and pushing myself to do it. But whatever's programmed in the subconscious is what's going to take over. Look at people that set a New Year's resolution for fitness. The New Year's resolution, I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to gain 20 pounds. How long do they go? By the middle of January, they're 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 yeah, off their goal. Yeah. Why? Because they're they're trying to do just their willpower. Their subconscious is programmed. I'm overweight. This is hard. I'm not somebody that works out. Nobody ever achieves these goals. I never keep my New Year's resolutions. That's where the subconscious programming is, mm. and that's going to take over. They may go to the gym for a couple of weeks, then they skip a day, then they skip two days, and by the end of January. They're back on the couch eating potato chips and watching Netflix. And they go, what happened? Here's a, here's a good example of that, Hussein, that I think will help everybody who's listening. It's like the autopilot on an airplane. Mm. So let's say that I'm on an airplane. I'm in New York City. And my dream is I want to fly that airplane to Paris. But the autopilot on the airplane is set for, I'll make something up. It's set for Cleveland, Ohio, which is nice, nice town, but it's not Paris. And I want to go to Paris, right? Yeah. So this is how, this is, this is willpower and the subconscious and, and, and why the subconscious always wins. All right. So we take off from New York and we want to fly over the Atlantic Ocean to Europe and we want to go to Paris from New York. And the plane starts turning toward since what do we say Cincinnati Ohio no 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 and I'm gonna fight the controls and I'm gonna take the fighting to make this thing go to Paris and it's really hard and I'm fighting and it keeps turning eventually what's going to happen because the autopilot on the plane's computer is set for Cincinnati Ohio struggle all you want the autopilot's gonna take over it's gonna win the plane's gonna turn it's gonna land in Cincinnati Ohio every single time and after a while, we say, well, nobody ever gets to Paris. It's the impossible dream. I give up. My willpower wasn't strong enough. Yeah. No, no, no. You just don't understand the system. You got to get into the, your subconscious and change the autopilot. Mm, yeah, that's, reset that's, that's the autopilot that's, for that's, Paris. That's really cool. A concept with the autopilot. Yeah. Really, it can reach people. Hopefully, it will, it will make people... Uh, at least uh, give it a minute and think about things. Yeah. Yeah. You, so, you do that first, hmm. right? Then the, the, it becomes easy and almost automatic to get to Paris now because it's programmed into the autopilot. Hmm. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about your book and what are your favorite books? Uh, okay. What, what do you recommend people to read, for example? I can do both of those things. So my book, um, I don't have a copy of it right now. It's on my bookshelf behind me. Mm. And I didn't think to get it before we started. So I won't show the cover. Mm. Um, but my, my latest book is called Managing Performance for Results. And it's really all about how to put systems like this in place for an organization. I have a new version of that coming out later in the fall. 
uh, a revised version of it that'll be coming out as well. But it's basically taking all of these concepts uh, and doing it within an organization. Um, I also work with individual clients. And so, you know, maybe at the end of the, the podcast here, if anybody's interested in learning more or getting in touch with me, I'm happy to let them know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Favorite books to read? Uh, that's so easy. <laughs> There's a couple of them. One is called The Power of Awareness by an amazing author called Neville Goddard. Awesome book, The Power of Awareness. I have it in... Um, and again, I have no, I get no royalties from this. I'm not connected to Neville Goddard at all, but this is amazing. I'm reading it now. This is the complete works of Neville Goddard, which has my favorite book, The Power of Awareness. And I want to say nine other books. I think this is his complete works with 10 books that really, in a, in a fairly easy to understand way, goes into depth uh, on these concepts and how to apply them to get results. Uh, and then another one that I highly, highly recommend uh, is by an author named Price Pritchett, and it's called U Squared, uh, U-Y-O-U to the second power. You remember your, your mathematics. Awesome. <laughs> and that one's amazing. It's only about 30, I want to say 36 or 38 pages, but it's very, oh. very, very rich. It's the kind of thing you want to go back and read over and over. But his book is all about how to make a quantum leap. It's to use the terms we were using earlier. It's how to go from a type A or B goal to a type C goal. Instead of going incrementally inch by inch by inch by inch to a goal, it's making a leap. Well, that's huge. Yeah. So what would you say one takeaway from this episode? Focus on type C goals. That's it. Yeah, I, I would say if, if I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to combine some things into one takeaway, and I'm going to make the take, take away three things that are part of a system. Mm-hmm. One, fantasize and really get to your type C goal, right? You've never done it before. You have no idea how to do it. It's the fantasy, what you really want, and it scares you. Mm-hmm. Number two, write it on a goal card. You just need something small and portable that you can carry in your pocket and review this morning, go to sleep uh, during the evening, last thing you think about, and whenever you think of it during the day, um, and write out your goal as well, write it out at least 20 times a day. And number three, have consistency, do this on a regular basis. That's the system. So the takeaway is to use that three-point system. And then, you know, Let me know what results you get, anybody that's trying that. I'd love to hear how that's working. I've seen miraculous things happen for people with just those three steps. So where can people get in touch with you, Peter? Yeah, sure. I'm on all the the usual places. Um, The easiest way is to join my private Facebook group. So if you go to Facebook, you just want to go to, I'll just sort of spell this out. It's facebook.com slash groups slash limitless results for leaders Mm. just all one word together facebook.com slash groups slash limitless results for leaders i've got all kinds of online training programs free materials that can help people to delve deeper into this whether it's personal or organizational and then also my youtube channel and if you just go into youtube and search peter joseph limitless results Mm. that'll take you right to the youtube channel 
Awesome. I will make sure to put all these links uh, in the notes. Well, thank you, Peter, for joining me on this awesome episode you got. You gave us a lot of insights and a lot of things to think about and start actually doing to make the sleep because it, it needs to people. If you want to make some changes, whether it's your personal life or your business, you need to make a leap, uh, making yeah. this inch by inch progress. It might be good for a while, but if you want drastic results, you need to make a leap, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. Awesome. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.